Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you all for coming this morning. Um, this morning, the message I have for you, by the grace of God, came to me several weeks ago, put it down, then I had to work on it. Because I've often said, God gives me a title, and I don't know where we're going with it. And I keep asking, I need, I need you to help me. And he does. He does. Uh, I titled this message, Even Now, Possibility. Even Now, Possibility. What I'm talking about is, maybe you've been going through a difficult time. It's been long. You are almost at the place of giving up. But even now, there is a possibility. With God, Jesus is risen from the dead. He is alive forever. I know we talk about this, but if you actually sit down and think about it, and as some people assume Jesus was just a man, this was a man who died a cruel type of death for us. And his reason is over 2,000 years. He's been back from the dead over 2,000 years. There is nobody alive that's as old as that. Right? He's been dead. Researchers don't even go there to find out is this really true that this man rose as the Bible says and he's still alive till date. Jesus is still alive, a person till date. He's still here today. I felt him years ago. It was clear to me this Jesus is still alive. He came into my life and he changed me. It turned my life around. Things that I thought there was no way I could let go. Gone in one day. I felt his power. You can't convince me that Jesus is not alive today. But think about it. He rose from the dead and over 2,000 years, he is still alive today. Amen. Think about it. How can a man in a small town, unknown, Live for 30 years absolutely doing nothing except for his trade. And for just three years, we're still talking about him today. Everywhere in the world, his name is known from a little town. He's made that town such a big town. I know, say something. How many people wear the cross today? You wear your gold stuff, the cross. That was a picture of death. It was hated. But because love hung on that cross, now it's become something so beloved. We put it on. My wife had all these crosses in our new home. And, 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 and so many of them. I said, Angela, they would already know we are Christians. We don't have to have this many crosses in the home. What are you trying to do? Everywhere you turn, cross, 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 cross. We already cross. We love it. 
Amen. And those that visit with us, and they wonder, if you're not a Christian, you wonder, boy, many cross. We are making our statement. We believe in the cross. Amen. So Jesus is rose. The fact that he rose from the dead tells you because he took your own, he took our body. The Bible says he was made like a man, human being. He's our leader. His resurrection tells us nothing is impossible. Nothing. And he told us, the only thing that's stopping us is our faith. Because we can't believe. We've heard so many strange things and from people. And in the world, it's hard to focus on him. The only thing, Jesus said, if you can only believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So if anything is holding me back, it's because I am not able to just accept what it is. We make it too complicated. We want to feel like we have studied and I got it. No, it's by grace. Only through his finger. We didn't initiate this. He did. We didn't beg for it. He looked for us. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save. There is a story of another form of resurrection. The person still died. Lazarus. Remember the story of Lazarus? Lazarus was raised from the dead. A clear sign that Jesus was not just a man. And let me tell you something. If you believe in Jesus, and Jesus is come into your heart, that's God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. If you have God, Jesus, in your heart, you are not ordinary. You were ordinary. But when Jesus, the supernatural being, came into your life to live, you are no longer ordinary. And Paul says it. You behave like ordinary people. What is he saying? Christians are not ordinary. We have been deceived to think we are ordinary. But time is coming when we realize I can lay hands on the sick and God will heal them even though I don't know what's going on there. Amen. It says, now a certain man was sick. John 11, verse 1 through 6. Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. Whose brother Lazarus was sick. Now I want you to get this the next time. Therefore, the sisters sent to him. They sent to Jesus. Jesus had been in their home. They sent to him, saying, Lord, look, behold, he whom you love is sick. Him who you love, the sisters were sure he loves our brother. Genuine love. Our brother is sick. He was in in Galilee. They were down there close to Jerusalem. And they wanted Jesus to come down and make our brother well. Listen to this. He whom you love, he's sick. 
When Jesus heard that, he said, so Jesus heard it and responded to it. He said, this sickness is not unto death. Really? The guy died. Okay. But he says, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. That the Son of God may be glorified. There's going to be a death, but it's for the glory of God. That's what he's saying. That the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, this is another part. He says, now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister, Mary, and Lazarus. Again, he's telling you, he really loved them. We got two, two witnesses here. He's repeating exactly the same thing. And so he says he loves them, and I'm surprised by what calmness. He saw, when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days. If you really love somebody, what would you do? Instantly, you want to run there to help, right? He didn't do that. He did not do that. He stayed two more days. Those were two more torturous days of fever for Lazarus. Why am I talking about this? Most of the time when we cry out to God, we want him to do what we want. Do it right now. But God sees his purpose. His purpose. Just the fact that you didn't get the answer right at the time you thought you needed it, doesn't mean God has forgotten you. It doesn't mean God didn't hear when you prayed. It doesn't mean it wasn't in his mind. He heard it. And he loved them. But what you need is not as great as God's purpose for your life. His purpose must take preeminence over what you think you need. Because his purpose is what's going to build you. So that they keep talking about. Are we not talking about Lazarus there today? Oh yes. His purpose. He says it's not unto death. But that the son of God may be glorified. Listen to what this scripture says. In Romans chapter 8 verse 28. He says, and we know. That all things. How many things? How many things? Did he say all good things? Is that what he says? Did he say all bad things? All things work together for good. To those who love God. And those who are called according to what? His purpose. So God's purpose is very important in what you're going through. Even if it's bad. Look for his purpose. Because his purpose, they're higher than your purpose. His purposes are higher than yours. And so you look to it and you surrender to his purpose. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows what's best for you. Like my wife said, he knew you before the world was. He built you. And he knows exactly what's best for you. And you, and you. He knows. And so you give him that chance. And let him know it's all about his purpose. Notice what it says. And we know 
That means every Christian should know this. Every Christian should have this settled in their heart. So you are out of the area of anxiety. You know, we know, Paul expects you to know. We know that all things, it doesn't matter what you're going through, God is working it out for your good. And for his purpose. And that's why Jesus says, bring these things to me and you rest. Bring them to me, you rest. I know what I'm doing. Many of you are going through situations that you cannot really figure out. It doesn't make sense to you. You don't understand. Some Satan tells you it's because of the mistakes that you've made. Yes, including those mistakes. That's some things, right? All things work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. He's his purpose. He forgave you and told you to himself. It's always his purpose. We have to know this. And we know. Can you say that with me? And we know. All things work together. Settle that in your heart. No matter what you're going through, let that be your anthem today. We know. We know. All things work together for good. You know, there's something with the message... There's something that I want you to do. Never give up. It's never too late. (laughs) Often I've said it here from this pulpit. What you have been trying to achieve and have failed miserably for 50 years, uh, God can do for you in one day. Maybe just bring some strange person into your life. And your life is transformed. It was dark the previous day. Now you have a lot of light. As long as you are in this body, the one Jesus took, there is always hope. Never give up. Never give up. Now, if you don't get anything out of this message, this is it. And I'm going to show you from Scripture. Never give up. Secondly, express the fact to God that you have not given up. That's more important. Let him know that even though this situation is so bad, but because Jesus rose from the dead and he seated at the Father's right hand talking to his Father about you, it's going to be well. It's going to be okay. And we're not just talking to make you feel good. This is the truth. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Until you embrace the truth, you'll never be free. But once you know the truth and you start going towards the truth, you will be free. Now listen, he says, Master, let me read the scripture from John 11 verse 17. So when Jesus came, he found, Jesus found that he had been already, he had already been in the tomb four days. That's bad. I'm not sure if his eyes were still around. <laughs> Some of it be just liquid, right? It's four days. Four days. Four days. 
So that's when Jesus showed up. How would you love a friend like that? <laughs> Some of us are like that. He says, uh, the good thing about it, notice what God does. It was not just about Lazarus. Compassion for others, especially those who didn't believe. God wanted to give them an opportunity to, to see what God can do so that their eyes will be open to recognize their Messiah, which was why he came. And Lazarus was just an avenue for God, and God would honor him. You know Palm Sunday? You know, we talk about Palm Sunday. The people came out like crazy to see Jesus. You know why? Because of this miracle. Read. Chapter 12. They heard Jesus did this. The whole place went crazy. This has never been done. It's never been done. I know today we've read about it. We just read and we go by. But if, if you were living in his time, the guy has been dead for four days. Everyone hopeless about this situation. No one is going to think about him coming back to life. But look at this. Verse 3. Therefore the sisters, sorry, that's a different one. Verse 19. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brothers. Verse 20. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went out and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, that's where we're going. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Given, everybody knew that. Jesus had opened the eyes of the blind. Chapter 9. This is chapter 11. Man born blind. Jesus could have stopped him from dying. And she was telling Jesus the truth. But she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And then she added, but. She added, but. Even now, guess what? I know. You get the word again? I know. Yes, he's been dead for four days. It didn't appear that that's what she was referring to. Because she, she didn't go all the way. She said, but even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And you're wondering, what is she talking about? The brother has been dead for four days. What part are you talking about? But Jesus understood where she was going. Because the next word from Jesus' mouth, she, he said to her, your brother will rise again. Jesus knew what was in her heart. She wouldn't go all the way. But she was hoping something could still be done in this situation. And so she didn't, she was afraid to go all the way. She'd never seen anything like that. She was afraid to go all the way. But then she expressed it. And Jesus took it from there. Your brother will rise again. And she said, yeah, I know. I sounded kind of foolish. He will rise again in, in the resurrection. She went that way, you care? 
I'm not stupid, Jesus. I know it's not. He will rise again in the resurrection. And you know, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. You're looking at the resurrection right now. So let's not talk about all this stuff you're talking about. Uh, when? On the resurrection day. You're looking at the resurrection right now. Amen. But my point is, never give up. She didn't give up. She knew something can happen. Never give up hope. You know that in um, Romans chapter 13, uh, I believe it's Romans chapter 13, God, God spoke his word there. Uh, sorry, chapter 15 verse 13. He tells us that God is the God of hope. God is the God of hope. So, when you don't have hope, you don't have God. Hello. (laughs) God is the God of hope. And what Satan wants to do is to put you in a place where you feel hopeless. Nothing is going to be done. It's going nowhere. I've tried everything. I'm going to give up. Never give up. Master didn't give up. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Martha just expressed something. She didn't go all the way. That was good enough for Jesus. He took it. And when Mary came out and expressed the same, Jesus said, where did you lay him? And he thinks, didn't I tell you? He was raised from the dead. Lazarus came back to life. Keep your hope. Don't let it go. Let me read this. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. Now hope does not disappoint. Can you say that with me? Hope does not disappoint. If you have hope, hope will not disappoint you. But if you give up hope, you give up God. And it's over. Everything that's come into your life is to discourage you so that you won't trust in God because of the situation. And we look at the situation, it's real. You can tell what happened and how it happened. Maybe Master can tell Jesus he suffered and he died. He's been in the grave. We did all of that. That's not, that doesn't matter when Jesus is standing there. doesn't matter. Hold fast. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23. He says, hold fast to the confession of your hope without wavering. Hold fast to the confession of your hope without wavering. Because God who promised is faithful. Hold back. Hebrews 10 verse 23. Hold back to the confession of your hope. My point is, even though it's in your heart, express it. Say it to God just like Martha did. She spoke it out. But even now, I know that whatever you ask, God will do it. There's another story. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. You know, what I look for when I read the word of God and what I want you to look for 
Look for principles from scripture. Those principles are called the way of the Lord. That's the way God does his things. Once you have it, I don't care how you got it, and I don't care who you are, God's going to respond to it. Because God cannot overlook faith. He's going to respond to it. So you got to look at that. He's called the way, the way of the Lord. In John chapter 6, Jesus had a situation, I will read it. In John 6 verse 5, Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, who did he speak to? Philip, where shall we buy bread that this may eat? But this he said to test him. Hey, many of you have been tested today, amen? God saying something or allowing something, a problem, bringing a problem to your attention to test you to see what you do. It's a test for promotion. Amen? When you pass the test. Okay? Jesus said, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Even if you put the whole bakeries in, in Jerusalem, they can feed probably up to fifteen to 20,000 people. Where would you find a bakery to give you bread for that in one day? And Philip, like, what? What did you say? I mean, for me, uh, my mouth will open wide like, huh? Is this possible? What are you talking about? And that's the way we respond naturally. But it was a test. Philip answered really quickly. 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them. That every one of them may have just a little. Even if we can find the bread, you can feed this number of people. But notice what happened. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother said to him, Notice he was talking to Jesus. He said, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Why would you even mention something like that? Think about it. We're talking about feeding 15, 20,000 people and you're talking about a kid with five loaves of bread? That doesn't make sense. I'm sure Philip is looking at him and saying, where are you going with that? <laughs> what are you talking about? But in his mind, I believe, he has seen Jesus turn water to wine. Amen. He was there. Andrew. James and John, they saw it. And he thought to himself, that's my feeling. I can see another miracle like that again. Maybe. But then he said it and then felt foolish. And then he added, was that to this many people? So to feel like he's still smart. (laughs) And then Jesus said, 
Go get the bread. I can see Andrew makes, he's gone. He knew exactly where that kid was. Amen. All I'm saying is, never give up. No matter how huge the mountain is, no matter how long that problem is being in your life, take it to God. Express to God that you believe. Even if you're not going all the way, tell him, God, I don't understand all of it, but I'm still trusting you that somehow God will take it. He'll break it. Multiply it. Give it back to you. Can I hear an amen? Yes. He'll take it from you. You need to give him something to work with. Nothing would have happened. You see, there is the school of Andrew where he saw impossible. Right? And then, I mean, the school of Philip where he saw impossible. And then the school of Andrew that saw some possibility. Even now, possible. Because all things are possible through him. You can believe. God can do this. Let me express something to you. This is something I found in God's word is so true. Even when you think you are, you are, there's a lot of doubt in your mind. But somewhere you still have some faith in it. Express it to God. He'll meet you halfway and carry you through it. That's what he does. That's the God we serve. He is a good God. You don't have to have absolute faith. He responds only to faith. But he says, if you have faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, but you can have it and say nothing and nothing happens, but express your mustard seed of faith to him and you see a miracle. Amen. You see a miracle. Amen. I've seen that work. Sometimes you can't tell what I have. You don't analyze it. But I remember, we can't do this on our own. But I remember in Georgia, I was praying for a little girl. I've said it here many times. And, uh, and she was deaf, completely deaf in one ear. And uh, the other ear was almost gone. And the mother said, I said, well, God, I believe God's going to do this. I was praying for her. I had my, my fingers in her ear because I saw that that's the way Jesus did it. Um, I was praying, and I was yelling like crazy. I ear open. The little girl, after a while, she was kicking me and saying, sir, you can stop now. I can hear you. <laughs> but I was the real preacher. I really knew what was going on. You see, that's God. Just a little step. The mother could have given up, right? Because she said it was going, it's getting worse. She's going to lose. But she found a service where God could do that. And God took it all the way for her. She was crying because she was, there was a little bit of fear in her whether this was going to happen. But God did it instantly. The preacher didn't know what was going on either. God can do it. Amen? A man brought his son to Jesus. Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. And uh, the disciples fought with this nine of them. And they couldn't get the demon out. And when Jesus came back from the mountain, he said, what's going on? 
And one said this, another one said, Jesus said, well, you guys, how long would I be with you? How, much, how long will I suffer you? Bring the kid to me. But at this time, the father was already discouraged. I will be, that's my feeling. He was already discouraged because he had watched nine apostles praying for one child and getting nowhere. And then here comes Jesus. He heard about Jesus. But the doubt was still there whether or not this child was going to still be well. And so Jesus turned to him to awaken his faith. And said to him, how long has this been? He didn't need to know that. How long has it been since this child is having this problem? The father said, yeah, and gave all the story. It happens to him this way, tries to get him on the fire. And then he added to Jesus, notice, he spoke what was in there. He added to Jesus, if you can do anything, help me. And Jesus threw it right back at him. He says, all things are possible. If you believe, all things are possible. And guess what the man said? Lord, I believe. And then he added, because he knew he wasn't all the way, help my own belief. He went some way, expressed it, Jesus took it from there. As soon as Jesus heard those words from him, he turned around and healed the boy. Today, you can make Jesus that person in your life to turn your situation around. You know, in John chapter 1, he tells us he was in the world. Jesus was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not know him when he came. There are still people today that don't recognize that God, Jesus, is the same God. There is only one God. He came from heaven. Some people don't recognize that. He is the only leader of a religion, if you will put it that way, that doesn't have a grave. They have Muhammad's grave. All of them have graves. Jesus' bones are not, he's alive. He's still alive to today. He was in the world. You and I were created by him. Nothing made that was made without Jesus. He created you. And he came to die for you. And the Bible says, if he did not spare his son, he delivered him freely for all of us. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? So God's will is to freely give you all things. But you need to go halfway with him. Express that you believe him. He came to his own. His own did not receive him. But as many as received him, he gave the right to become children of God. I thought everyone is a child of God. No! Everyone is not a child of God. Only those who receive him by faith. These are the children of God. In fact, First uh, uh, John chapter 3 says, there are two families on the earth. The family of Satan and the family of God. Only two families. If you don't belong to the family of God, I know where you belong. 
is obvious. His own did not receive him. But as many as received him, he gave the right to become children of God. You can give God the right to be in your life today, and God will give you the right to experience everything that a poor the apostle experienced, if you want it. He'll do that. It's so simple if you go halfway in faith. My thing is, you may believe in your heart, but express it. Express it just like the man that brought his child. Just like Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Just like Martha. Express your faith in him. And you can have him. Once it comes out of your mouth, things change. I realized this years ago when I was a new Christian and was in doubt whether I would last for a month as a Christian. Because people told me, everyone else can be a Christian, but not you. You're too wicked. I didn't think I was that bad, but that's what they thought. But then I found a secret. And Jesus said, John, I believe it's Matthew 10, verse 32. He says, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. Oh, I love that. I said, this is the secret. If I confess Jesus and tell somebody about Jesus, tell them I belong to Jesus, and then all of a sudden, in my mind, I was new to Christianity, in my mind, Jesus says, hold it, angels. No singing. I have an announcement to make. I just found a new son. You all pay attention. You see that good luck over there? That's my boy. Ooh. I enjoyed that. So I was looking for my victims. I figured that every day my name has to be mentioned in heaven. So if you came around me, I told you about Jesus so that my name will be mentioned in heaven. And I was feeling the joy. Oh, man, it was, it was beautiful. This guy was angry at me when I was sharing with him. He, he, he cursed me out. I waited for him to be quiet so that I can continue to tell him. <laughs> and he said to me, I just cursed you. I said, I know. But you are not angry. In my mind, I can't tell you. You are my victim. God... <laughs> God has to mention my name in heaven before those angels today. That's good. I wasn't angry at him. I learned not to be angry at anybody. Just hear about Jesus. Good. It's so important. When you speak it from your mouth, it takes hold of the heart. It is a secret to Christianity. If you are ashamed to let people know what you believe or to even let God know what you believe, you'll never see a miracle. you never see a miracle. Once it comes out of your mouth, I believe I'm in this situation, but I know that God is able to. He will begin to show up. This is what it says. But what does it say? Romans 10 verse 8. The word is near you. It's always a word. Amen. The word is near you. How many know that the word is right, speaking right by you? Well, that's what the word says. 
The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved from anything that's killing you. If you confess Jesus over your marriage, guess what? He comes in and that marriage will be saved. That's what he's saying. If you confess Jesus over your sick finances and you keep confessing him, uh, that sick finances is going to be healed, saved. Whatever you confess in his name, he says he's going to do it. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. He says very clearly, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God's raised him from the dead, raised him from the dead, raised him from the dead. What we are celebrating today, he is alive forever, raised him from the dead. You will be saved. You will be saved. And then he tells you why. For means because. For with the heart, one believes, how? Unto righteousness. He says, one believes and walk really hard uh, to be nice to people. And now I'm righteous. No, you believe unto righteousness. In other words, as you believe, you become righteous. It's a miracle, amen? The people still see you like they saw me when I was newly saved. You are still, uh, they couldn't tell. It's the same good luck. But things have changed. And slowly they began to see that this man's life has changed. And God kept me. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You confess it with your mouth. And you get into salvation. This is what God wants. Express your faith in him today. You see, it's a test. There are many of us today that is going to be tested by God. He's watching. Will you open your mouth and tell him that you believe? And that you don't understand. Maybe you don't understand all of it. But you believe with all of your heart. And you want him in your life. If you do that, forever, heaven will have that day recorded. Cannot be wiped away. Because you made that confession. And Jesus will meet you halfway. Even if you are a little unsure, say it with your mouth today. And let God do it. If you're sick, believe in your heart that God will heal you today. If you have troubles, whatever is ill in your life, God's here today. Because God cannot lie. He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. He is here today. And he is going to be himself. If he healed in Bible days, he will heal today. If he made well in Bible days, he will do the same today. If he forgave in Bible days, he will forgive today. If he healed the, the paralytic in Bible days, he will still do that today. 
He is still the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Would you honor him? The one who gave his life. Would you honor him today? By saying, God, I understand. I'm not going anywhere anymore. I'm coming home. I'm coming to be with you. If you do that, something will happen to you today, this very day. I know that with all of my heart. The change has come. And God's going to glorify his name in your life. All heads bowed this morning. You're here this morning. This is a special day for the Christian faith around the world. It will be so good that today you acknowledge Jesus as your Savior. Maybe you, you did some time in the past, but you haven't really walked accordingly. But you are looking for strength today to be able to follow through and not go the other way anymore, forever. God will make that strength available to you today. Please be reverent here, all heads bowed, no one looking around, please. And let's honor the master because this is a very holy moment before God and we want to do it right. Please, at the count of three, if that's you and you want to make a commitment to God, would you lift your hand up and God will see your hand and things will begin to change. At the count of three, one, two, three, put your hand up, put your hand up. Thank you. See those hands? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, see those hands. Thank you. I see those hands. God bless you for your sincerity. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. That's so beautiful. This is why Jesus came. In our prayer, I pray for you all the time. Thank you. I see your hands up. I pray for you all the time that God will bring you close to himself and begin to show himself to you. If somebody had told me years ago I would be standing and talking to people like I'm doing now, I would think you've lost your mind. I don't know what to say. But God has brought all of that around. And here you are. God's coming into your life. Would you please stand up? I saw your hands up and I'm so pleased. I know today God saw your hand up. We have videos, right? And you can rewind your video and watch what happened. Uh, God has an almighty video up there. And he's going to bring the video so he can show. I saw you. Your hand was up on that day. Amen. I saw your hand up. He never forgets. You're a child of God. When I hold crusades outside the United States, I do something with the new believers. And I know it worked for them. What I do is very simple. If you have been a Christian and you have been struggling, it hasn't taken a hold of your life, the reason for the struggle and the lack of devotion to it, to what you have believed, you are not saying something. I'm going to give you an opportunity today, after prayer, turn around, tell somebody standing by you. Just like I did my friends, my victims, okay? Tell somebody. 
I receive Jesus today. When it comes into from, my, from your mouth, eternally, God hears it because it says you will give account for every idle word you've spoken. And that was not an idle word. He heard it. It's established in heaven. Amen? Pray with me, all of you. Pray with me. Say with me, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, into our world to die for my sins. Today, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need you, Lord, to save me from my sins. Forgive me all of my sins. Today, Lord, I invite you into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my soul. Write my name in your book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you did that, amen. So wonderful. I did that uh, when I was going to this uh, Christian meeting years ago. I did what the preacher taught, uh, said to do. Just speak the word. But if you ask me, I would say, are you becoming a Christian? I'll tell you, absolutely. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying what the preacher said to do. And they called for baptism. I went as well. Are you becoming a Christian? I don't know. I'm I, I just doing what the preacher said to do. And here I am today. Because he got a hold of my life. Amen. Before long I realized he's too late. I'm a Christian now. I can't go back anymore. <laughs> he's too late. That's the way you feel. Amen. Now what I need you to do. When you turn around. Even if you've been a Christian. Turn around. Tell somebody. I am now a child of God. Would you do that? Yes. I am a child of God. Thank you, Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. <laughs> you see, if the word is true, he says if you confess your mouth with your mouth, the Lord Jesus you will be saved. And if God doesn't save you after you've said that, I know you won't like this, he lied. Right? But he cannot lie. So you said it to somebody, at the time you're telling somebody, God's saying, see that fellow over there? That's mine. Can I hear an Amen. You belong to the Lord Jesus. You belong to the Lord Jesus. He is now your father. And you are his son. You are his daughter. Amen. We're going to ask our prayer partners. We pray for the sick here. We pray for people with different issues. Whatever the problem is. I need you to come to them and pray believing. That because you have agreed. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18 verse 18. He says if two of you shall agree concerning anything that they shall ask on the earth. How many are still on the earth? How many are not on the earth? Please don't put your hand up, okay? He says, if they shall ask anything, agree to ask anything on the earth, it, shall, it will be done 
for them by my Father in heaven. How many believe that? If you believe that, don't go out without agreeing with somebody. Amen? And after you pray, go rejoicing. God has heard me. My prayers are answered. Amen? Amen. So why don't you come up? Our prayer partners are here. They will agree with you. You never know. A miracle can begin right here today in your life. those of you not involved in ministry up front, you are free to leave. This time, thank you very much and bless you all. Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed. God bless you.